dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, May 27th. Just spring is done. Not spring, I guess. We still got a while until summer, but... It's feeling more like summer. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely abnormal with all the, you know, everything going on with the COVID um, players. They're, I guess they'd probably not be back to campus yet since uh, the semester ended. Um, they will be making their way back to campus, though, here soon. I'm ready. I'm ready to get the real football talk started. Uh, every everything's pretty much been speculation um, lately. I guess you really won't get talks really started till fall camp when media can, when the practices started and media can get in there. But regardless, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to to start. I guess knowing what's gonna happen, have a better idea of what's gonna yeah, happen. I'm ready for rumors to start start flowing, and then uh, I'm ready to talk myself into a. 11 win season. I know I'm at like eight or nine wins. I can't wait to wait to start talking about the uh, about Atlanta and a trip to the, <laughs> a trip to the SEC championship game. It'll be fun. I'm ready to get there. Uh, before we do get into the show, I, I want you know make sure that everybody knows, or if you haven't seen it yet, we officially released our first Vol Tales. We did a little, uh, I guess, uh, uh, a snippet, a uh, uh, appetizer, if you will, with uh, Billy Ratliff a couple weeks ago. Um, kind of been getting, trying to get this idea rolling and going. Talked to several VFLs. We appreciate Chris Weathered, who did our first one last night, and we released it late last night into this morning. Appreciate him hopping on. It was great talking with him and talking about his experiences with UT and uh, learning a little bit about Chris from Knoxville. Chris from Knoxville. Got to love it. Yeah. Um, I can't. Oh, I No, you're good. I've been we, muted. You're good. We've got a... Um, We've got another one coming up this weekend, so be looking out for that. I'm not going to give you any names. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you wait. Yeah, that's good. Got to wait. Okay. I, I, I was like, if Landon wants to, I guess he can. It's it's, it's up to him. No. But well, it, I'm gonna it's I'm a gonna good make, one, though. do what? It's a good one. It's gonna be a great yeah, one. I like I'm it. pumped for it. Um, that'll be probably you'll probably see that at the earliest Saturday night. There you go. Back. Don't know what just happened to the sound, uh, but at the earliest Saturday night, at the latest um, Sunday Sunday morning, uh, so be looking out for that, and then obviously you can find those on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then uh, so just make sure you guys are checking those out. Those aren't those won't be live episodes; those are recorded, uh, but they'll be up there for your viewing pleasure. We're just trying to bring you guys some great content, something new with not much sports going on, um, other than you know Coach Doug's leading the charge. Coach Doug's. Six and zero, oh, baby. Did you watch any of the game last night? I did. I watched the whole thing. I, I appreciate his uh, his his drive to humiliate people on NCAA, but as a Tennessee fan, you can't be throwing the ball up five with three seconds left. Just run the clock out. Just kneel that bad boy. Victory formation is the best formation in football. Yeah, with Coach Doug's, it's never over until it's finally zero. And yeah. if you're a Tennessee fan, that doesn't really matter either. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I didn't, as a Tennessee fan, I was like, I've been here before, mm-hmm. but just like the Florida game, I was like, I've been here before, I would uh, like to not experience this again on a video game. Yeah, it'd be great. And we're going to talk about how, uh, we're going to talk about that later, how the video games got a bunch of people all hot and bothered. There's some, some people in their fields. I know. It's, da- it's, da- uh, imagine getting mad over a video game. I would never. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never gotten that mad over a video game. Imagine getting mad over a video game that you're not playing. Yeah, that would be really bad, actually. I've actually <laughs> never done that. Yeah. That's actually real. I've never done that. Uh, we do have a, a fun show, great show for you guys. We're talking about 
Um, I know it's not quite fall football camp, but we're going to talk about some things to kind of look out for, expect as fall camp approaches. Athletes returning back to campus next week. Not next week, week after. Yep. Two weeks from now. Um, then we're going to talk about some recruiting. Uh, the 2021 class is not done yet. And we've kind of talked about that the whole time. Yes, there's technically, what, two spots left? One. One spot left. Uh, but the 21 class is not done. You're going to see some guys move around. Um, and the coaching staff isn't done going after guys. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, Coach Doug, 6-0. 6-0. and 6-0. We're going to talk some more about that and, and who it's got all, all bother. Auburn tonight. Do what now? Auburn tonight. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. That is tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. Sports are slowly returning. Trying to, I should say. Sports yep. are trying to return. Uh, we're going to talk about some teams that are, are getting – or leagues and that are getting prepared, just like the SEC, um, getting prepared to bring stuff back. College football, talking about some college football headlines, and then we've got some segments for you all. Before we do that, make sure you listen closely because Landon's going to tell you guys about a chance to win a $25 gift card to one of our one of our sponsors. Yeah, so that's Hound Dogs. We're giving away a $25 gift certificate. Um, we'll announce the winner later on in the show, so stay tuned for that. If you want to win or want a chance to win, um, go on volunteerroadshow.com right now, um, or you can do it later on, but do right now if you want to be um, in the in the drawing tonight. And create an account, create a profile. Um, it gets you access to all our free, um, all our... Uh, Articles, shows, everything like that. Um, so go do that. A lot of good stuff in there, um, especially with our, our new Voltels. Get you access to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so go do that. Go check out our sponsors, Bet Now, Tennessee Tap House, um, Hound Dogs, and Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life, big decisions, life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Yeah. Do it, guys. Do it. Head on to volunteerroadshow.com. Make that account so uh, so you got that access. And, um, yeah, so make sure you do all that. Guys, appreciate several people in the uh, a couple people in the YouTube already mentioned they watch the Voltails. Appreciate that. Uh, give us feedback too. Message us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever's easiest for you. Um, let us know kind of what you think, what you'd like to see, and uh, we'll definitely try to do it. I can't make any promises. Some of you guys might have some wild. <laughs> uh, Good thing requests. about having our own show, we can kind of do. What we <laughs> yeah, want exactly. To. Uh, so yeah, just I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, if you want to see anything else, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll see what we can do. Um, we, we appreciate you guys uh, listening. That's yeah. what makes it possible. Like, so. share, comment. Um, we'll, we'll get to some questions later on. So if you want to start dropping those in there, we'll get to those um, later on in the show. So do that. Yep. Let's get right into it with the biggest stories for fall camp. Fall camp's a little over two months out, or I guess not quite right at two months out, I guess. Um, and biggest story's got to be quarterback, right? Yeah, my, my first one is... Is Harrison Bailey ready to compete? I think everybody would agree that Harrison Bailey lost a lot of time, precious time, um, with spring practice. I mean, I think, like I've always said from the beginning, the good news is the one that matters isn't spring practice. It's fall. Like, if you had to pick one to take away, mm-hmm. um, it would be the obviously the spring practice and you keep the fall camp. So he's still got a chance to compete, and that's good. 
we've kind of been on. I don't know if your your I don't think your thoughts have changed because Sunday we went over projections. So I think we're still in the camp of JG's probably your starter against Western Carolina. Yep. Um, for all of you guys who want to see Harrison Bailey, though, I think there's a chance, slim chance, Harrison Bailey could start at Oklahoma. So we got Western Carolina first. Is that who it is? Or is, is it Charlotte? Charlotte. Sorry. Charlotte. Oh, okay. wait, I keep saying Western okay. Carolina. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You threw me off. I was like, hmm, I've been saying it wrong for a while. I think I started saying <laughs> it because uh, last night Chris Weather was talking about them playing uh, when he was in school. I think in 14 or 15 they okay. played Western. I think that's what got me gotcha. confused. Um, uh, you're right. Char- sorry, Charlotte. I think JG will start against Charlotte. I think you see Harrison Bailey, and I think there's a – I'm not saying it's a big possibility. I'm not saying it's likely. I just think there's a chance it could happen. Yeah, I just think, like – and it's obvious, like, Harrison Bailey is – the spotlight's going to be on him as soon as he's able to hit the practice field because he's the new incoming freshman quarterback. That's that's every incoming freshman quarterback. The, the spotlight is always on them. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see – you know, you, you talk about the – the most popular guy on each football team is the backup quarterback. Always. QB2. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Harrison Bailey, is he that good? I I think, like, what else does he have to prove? I mean, he's obviously got to prove something in college. But high school-wise, you, you can't be any better than what you were. Playing in the highest classification in Georgia against some of the best players in the country. Um, you know, winning the, the state title in, in Georgia and then – you play a bunch of those ranked teams on ESPN, so the spotlight's been on the kid for a long time. Right. Like you said, there's nothing left to prove when it comes to high school football. Unfortunately, when you talk about going to the next level, it doesn't you, start at ground, you start at ground zero. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, rightfully so. I'm not saying he should be given anything the day he walks onto campus. I think, you know, I, I mean, I've always said it too about JT Daniels. I don't want JT Daniels if we're promising him a starting position. Mm-hmm. If he wants to come in here and compete, sure, let, let, let him come. Like, I'll take any anybody with that kind of talent but i think tennessee is going to be a big test for harrison bailey because it is not only are when you look at the program as a whole is it's it's not in a great position yet is it on its way i think so um and then also the team is kind of in a rebuilding phase when you look especially when you look at who's harrison bailey going to be throwing the fall to he's got a great offensive what we suspect will be a great offensive line that's a positive um, running backs. I don't think the running back situation. I think you have a lot of talent there, but it's not short up. Yep. And then you talk about tight end. Big question mark at tight end. I don't know how much immediate success Harrison Bailey. Any, I mean, next year I don't know if anybody could have immediate success with this offense. And that makes Oklahoma tough. I'm probably going to make Charlotte tougher than it should be. But yeah, I'm in like. So I mean, th- this is a, a lot of people hate on me because I, I think. I said I, I said JG should be improved. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, because I mean it's another year and another year where he's not having to change a offensive coordinator. Yeah, and I, I mean, is he a great quarterback? Unfortunately, not. Yeah. I'd love for anybody that played. I'm not. I'm not rooting against the guy. Yeah, I'm not rooting against him. Uh, I, I think he could. I mean, I think like you you mentioned how he's changed offensive coordinators every year. I think this year could be a big step for him. I was hoping it would be last year. I was hoping mm-hmm. that year would be. Um, would be where you saw him make a really you know drastic improvement. Unfortunately, it wasn't. However, I think the quarterback he was week ten far different than the quarterback he was week one. Oh, yeah. I think he I think he did make a drastic improvement in those weeks. Unfortunately, a lot of the errors he makes are very obvious and highlighted errors. Yeah, and it, it's I feel like with with him it, it's not 
I feel like it's not the throws. It's not the offense. I think it's all mental. I think a lot of it's mental. And, and a lot of it's, uh, I don't want to say football IQ because I don't, you know, his football IQ is going to be higher than anybody that sits here and talks about it. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, you have to question some of the things that's happening at the line of scrimmage. Yep. I hate to bring it up, but dating back to the Alabama game, um, that call was obviously changed at the line of scrimmage. Why? And then there's calls that, that are, you can you can see are either being made or not made um, when you're talking about protections or other things like that. Um, that you you do have to wonder what he's seen. Um, I, I mean, I guess yeah, football IQ. What what's he what's he doing pre snap uh, to to make the offense better? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I mean, it, I just can't believe. I don't know. If I felt like we had different offenses with different quarterbacks, and I don't understand why yet. I'm curious as to why. It felt like when Brian Howard was in the game, it was different than when JG was in the game. Yeah. You're, you're just talking like, not like, there's obviously going to be different play calls because... Style of, of play calls is right. what I mean. Why is it different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. No. Um, yeah, so here's Bailey. Obviously, that that's going to be highlighted come fall camp. Um, my next one is, is Jeremy Banks back on the team. Yeah, that's going to be a big point. And uh, we actually, I, I noticed, I didn't talk about it last week because I'm glad I didn't because now we get to talk about it. Uh, I saw a couple things pop up in the Twitter and YouTube chat talking about, we talked about, uh, I think, tackle leaders maybe is when I really saw it. Um, a lot of people thought Jeremy Banks' name might be on there. thought that was interesting for a guy who may not even be on the team. Yeah. But if he's on the team, that adds a lot to that. I think you've talked about how you want to see uh, Crouch move out to outside linebacker. That happens, I think, if Banks rejoins the team. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a big For sure, possibility. Yeah. Like, because I, I think Crouch is, you know, going to be a guy that's one of your best eleven. So you got to find a way. And maybe, maybe it's not Crouch. Maybe it's Jeremy Banks who goes to outside linebacker. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but yeah, he was leading the team in interceptions before <laughs> all that happened. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's a good athlete. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that could kind of be that Crouch. Uh, in terms of you talk about Crouch being in the backfield at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but also other times throughout the year. I mean, Jerry Banks is a guy who – he's a running back. He came in as a running back. Um, he runs the ball hard. Uh, I mean, he could be used in different phases of the game, not just on defense. Yeah. Um, and, and with him, you know, he's not on the team right now, but we're way over the the scholarship limit. So that's another guy you have to account for and make yeah. room for. Yep. Um, so it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting with who transfers. So that's kind of my next thing. Who, who does transfer? It's got to be some quarterbacks are probably gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting because Brian Maurer, I feel like he really likes being at Tennessee. JT Shrout has a girlfriend on the softball team. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to to kind of weed those people out. Yeah, I, I, I don't you, – you assume, like you said, you assume there's a quarterback that has to leave. Um, I don't think there's an obvious candidate to leave right now. Uh, it, I would pick JT Daniels – or JT Daniels, excuse me um, – Shroud or Maurer, but like I mean, there's things that seem to be keeping them around campus. So yeah, who knows? Um, and yeah, I, I, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that about Shroud. Um, but yeah, that I don't know where you make up that scholarship room at. Uh, I feel like this is a good problem to have rather than I think the last two years we were coming up just shy of our 85 scholarship. Level. Yep, so. yep, absolutely. And and the running back is is just as big. Um, you're going to get people – Carlin Filzami is back. You definitely got Eric Gray, Ty Chandler. You got Tim Jordan. Um, and then you got T. Hodge. Lenith Whitehead's going to be in yep. there as well. So, 
you got a, you got a lot of guys there too. So mm-hmm. who's going to be the the kind of odd men left out? Right. I think yeah, you could see some transfers. Surely they get the kids hang around before the season's over. But with the way the the way the world is nowadays, you could see them exiting just based on playing time before the season's over. Yep. So someone said JG took a beating last year with a better line. He should improve. While I don't disagree like that, I don't think this is a hot take. JG made his best throws while he was getting hit. It's true. That one against South uh, Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. Dude. And Jawan got. I don't understand how that wasn't targeting. I feel like that yeah, was the very definition of targeting. Um, defenseless player led with the crown of his helmet. I think he made forcible contact to the head or neck area. Um, do I need to go on SEC officials or do you all know the rule? What is, what is targeting? Surely you all know the rule by now. What is targeting? Um, but no, I think, I mean, I agree. Yeah, that, that makes it challenging. But um, I, I think JG made a lot of, uh, I think he made a lot of throws when he had less time to think. Mm-hmm. When it was just, I know I got to get the, I know where my, I know where my, uh, my target is that I have to hit, release it because I've got pressure. But well, there's time. I think in that South Carolina game, I'm pretty sure before, like in the huddle, Juwan Jennings is like, throw it. <laughs> he tells him he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throw it, throw the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think when, I think toward the end of the year when they kind of simplified the offense and just was like, hey, we're gonna read this side of the field. I mean that that helps him too. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of eliminating one side of the field. I thought that killed. It. I thought that hurt us at times with Josh Dobbs. This is a different offense coordinator and a different coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some players. If you want to make them successful, you gotta, like you said, simplify it. Yep. Um, so my next one is, who are the other two starters at wide receiver? Um, I know we talked about this. I think Josh Palmer is obviously going to be a starter. Um, but who's after that? Is it, uh, you know, Ramel Keaton got a lot of playing time. Cedric Tillman. You got you add Velas Jones, D'Angelo Gibbs, um, Jalen Hyatt, Malachi Wideman, uh, Jimmy Callaway, and then Brandon Johnson will be back. Yeah, there's a lot of speed there. I think that's a, a great question. Uh, the the thing about the way this coaching staff rotates wide receivers is you're going to see all of those guys probably get somewhat of an equal amount of playing time. Yeah. Um, now, Josh Palmer's probably going to get more than others. And then uh, there's so much speed. I don't know who to kind of peg as that third guy because I think it's um, I think it's Ramel Keaton and Josh Palmer day one. The third guy, I've got to imagine, because not that those guys are slow, they're not, but they don't have that outside speed beat you over top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're probably looking for that. I know Malachi Wildman's got a ton of speed, and then Jalen Hyatt is, I feel like, the obvious choice when you're talking about speed. Both of those guys are freshmen. I don't know what the realistic possibility yeah. of them being day one starters is, but you can't coach speed. When those guys can get in behind safeties, it changes the game and opens up a ton of the secondary. I feel like it's – Part of me says it's got to be one of them. The other part of me is like the freshman that can't. They, they won't start day one. Yeah, so I, I'm with you with Ramel Keaton's one of them. Um, and then the the other one, you know, Velas Jones, he has some experience. Not mm-hmm. like – I guess it's it's some experience. It's not like right. he was a uh, go-to guy at USC. He wasn't. Um, and D'Angelo Gibbs is playing a whole new position that he played at Georgia. Right. Um, so what does he look like? A lot of people think that D'Angelo Gibbs is that other one. Um, I think that's a possibility. And he's a good athlete. So yeah. I mean, that that's, and then you probably have Jalen Hyatt behind him because he, he looks like the most college ready freshman wide receiver. Right. Out, he, out of, out of the, that group. And I don't think he's going to be the guys with speed. I don't think from the get go, are going to be asked to do a lot other than just run. Mm-hmm. Um, now if they're going to be effective in that, 
they're going to have to have a quarterback that can get it there. Right now, I, I can't confidently tell you that we've got a quarterback on the roster that could do that. Confidently. Yeah. I haven't seen JG make those kind of throws. Harrison Bailey obviously has a great arm, but I just hesitate because, we like we've said, he hasn't done it at the college level yet. Yep. That doesn't mean he can't. I'm not saying he can't. I uh, Trust me, every night I go to sleep and go, Harrison Bailey, please be good. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> Did you end up watching the, the Grayson game? I've not watched a Grayson game yet. Okay. I need to. Yeah, I need, need to. to do that. That'll, actually, that'll, that'll make you pray a couple yeah. of times, a couple right. times a day. Right. I uh, I actually just finished the last dance last night. Okay. So I didn't I didn't get to watch it, and then I finished it last night. Um, I I don't understand the I'm, I hate to go on a rant here. I just don't understand the hate that people have. Like, they get mad about the style of the documentary, like how it jumps time on so much. I feel like that's. Yes, it can be annoying, but I also feel like there was never like an ob like a real a time I was like, why do we jump to that? I feel like there was always they would get to a point and tell a backstory about it. Yeah, get to a point and tell a backstory. It's always reasoning. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I'm not ESPN's biggest fan, but man, they do not miss on the documentaries. No, no, they don't. So good for them. Do something right. <laughs> right. Um, my next one is Cade Mays eligibility. Got to get him eligible, man. Not got to, I guess. It just makes – it changes the uh, trajectory of that offensive line if you've got someone like him. I, I You expect great things out of this offensive line. Um, I haven't listened to the Brandon Kennedy slash episode yet, have you? I have not, no. Uh, apparently, he may be graduating with three degrees by the time. Wow. Season's over, yeah, pretty incredible. Uh, well, but he's, he's been gonna, here for like what? This will be his Six? third year, and he was a graduate transfer from Alabama. So this is like his six. This will be his sixth college season, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he's uh, an old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he'll be an anchor on that offensive line. He was unfortunately his first season here got injured in the very like what pretty much first play was it the first play from scrimmage? I don't. Was it the first? play? Yeah, I guess it was. I can't remember. It was early on. It was a game. terrible play. Yeah, <laughs> let's, it was let's early on the player. Uh, early on the game, regardless. Um, but he'll be an anchor on that offensive line. He was a big part of that turnaround this season. Um, and then you've got guys like Trey Smith. There are going to be question marks around Trey Smith in terms of how not only does he practice, but play week to week. I mean, there, there's just obvious questions that go into that. Hopefully, you know, for the best, I hope his health's well and he can compete all season. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for the sake of the offensive line, but also his leadership. Uh, you know, you have returners in Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright. It's a great offensive line. Cade Mays only, or yeah, Cade, May don't, Cade Mays only adds to that. And he brings in experience too. Yeah, uh, and, and I think it's a good problem to have because you're you're not like oh we gotta have Cade Mays or, or right. it's gonna be terrible. I think you have some guys that uh, behind him that have some experience. Jerome Carvin, he's been mm-hmm. working out with Trey Smith at D one and stuff like that. So, and not saying no one else has been working out, but right. we've actually seen him yeah um, work out a little bit. So, and, and he's played a lot of football since he's been here in his two years. Yeah. Um, my next one is J.J. Peterson. Is he on campus? I think number one. J.J. Peterson is on campus. <laughs> okay. Confirmed. Um, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> and is is he beca- going to become a factor? Um, I, I, I think just, so. I th- think th- this is make or break, I think, for J.J. Peterson. If you don't. I mean, I, I agree to, to an extent it's make or break, but I also feel like it may be past the making it point. That's that's true. You get a. I mean, I guess I'm holding on. I'm right. holding on that that JJ Peterson becomes something. Well, and all the guys coming in too are young. They're freshmen. The mm-hmm. guys that would move him out of that position, which gives him more hope. Um, but at the same time, I just I can't imagine. 
how much better does he really get? Yeah, he got a lot of chances last year. It wasn't lack lack of chances. Yeah. Um. So I, I just don't know how much he really improves. I think he probably and maybe he starts at the beginning of the year. He won't start, but gets a significant playing time in the in the beginning of the year. But I just I can't imagine a world where he keeps that. I, I think he kind of fades to the back as the season goes along. Yeah, and I, and I'll say this: I, I, if you're not playing now, I mean, it, it might be time to look elsewhere because yeah, this roster, the way we're recruiting right now, the roster is only going to get better. Yeah, the the roster's drastically improved lately, and and the depth's gotten better. Like I said, you're right; it, it's not technically past the break it point, make it break it point because he has the fall camp. Um, but I I just can't imagine. And maybe he just drastically improves. Maybe he does and, and, and makes it. But I feel like J.J. Peterson, it, it will not be very impactful, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe he does stuff on special teams, but yep. I, I can't imagine on de- the defensive side of the ball. Um, Next one is, is J.G. actually 230 pounds. There's not a up. chance in the world. <laughs> and if he is, it's not – he's been – Spend a lot of time at Gus's Good Times Deli getting fed. <laughs> He's he he heard what fifty burgers was and thought he should actually <laughs> yeah. eat fifty burgers. And I'm not saying he's fat, by the way. I'm sure people are like, it's muscle kill. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if he is 230 pounds, it's not muscle. It's fat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I I don't know. There's yeah. No, if, if you're if there's you're no scared. way he's put on 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah. That's right. That's insane. I mean, if he does, I'll, I'll bet that he wins the Heisman. How about that? If he's put on 30 pounds of muscle, <laughs> yeah. you're calling for Heisman? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, will any freshman uh, get a starting spot? I think we kind of talked about that with, with mm-hmm. wide receiver. Other than that, I just I don't really see anywhere else, besides quarterback and wide receiver, anywhere else that could maybe – I think there's a good chance you said quarterback Harrison Bailey started by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, or Oklahoma, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to get your hopes up. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I might be crazy. I'm sure people are calling me stupid. Whatever. But I just can't imagine. It. I know a lot of people are, are saying Jeremy Pruitt won't put his faith in anyone else. He's holding on to JG for some reason. And I'm not trying to be rude or mean, but I feel like the risk you're taking with Harrison Bailey is far better than the risk you were taking with Mauer or Shroud. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, he looks a lot more polished than when Mauer or Shroud came. So out. I feel like you'd be. I feel like any coach would be more willing to roll out Bailey than Mauer or Shroud. Yep. And I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm hoping. Uh, and then the defensive side of the ball. I feel like there could be. There could be someone, yeah, maybe maybe an outside linebacker with yeah, Morgan Joseph or, or Tyler Barron. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a chance. I, and maybe knows? maybe Amari Thomas gets. I think, and I don't want to say like these freshmen. If we're saying they're not starting, will not have a role in the right. team. I think a lot of these freshmen will have some sort of role, mm-hmm. whether it's you know backup or or special teams. But I think Amari Thomas. I don't think it's outside the realm of him. Uh, you know, being that too deep defensive tackle position. Right. Right. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of impactful freshmen, especially on the defensive. I'd say more freshmen will be impactful on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that. I, I think you have a chance of a couple of edge rushers starting, but, nah, who knows. Um, I, I think I like Jalen Hyatt to start just because of the speed. 
I don't know. Speed kills. Speed kills. You can't go. Remember, through. remember that dude. The one dude got a complete star bump, didn't he? But forty spot bump because of his one hundred that he ran for two four seven, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually forty two um, yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was that that did that? Or thirty eight yards. Thirty eight yards. Yeah. Who was it that did that? Some. Uh, I want to say like an old Miss from Mississippi State defensive back. <laughs> How do you measure yards wrong on a football team? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You start at a line and end at a line. I thought I was running meters. Yeah. He like started at like 43 and went through through a line. We got someone from Berlin, Germany on the YouTube chat. What's hey. up? Yeah, What's that's up? awesome. Germany. <laughs> that's uh that's cool. You like you know what football is? I think he's in the wrong chat. <laughs> <laughs> um I think I think I have one more and that's Balen Buchanan, he comes back. Um, is is yeah. he healthy? Number one, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and is does he get his spot back at that star position or is yeah. it Shamburgers? I, I don't know if he Shamburger improved throughout the year last year. Uh, I think in later in the season, you, you talked about guys like him and Warrior made some great plays and and were very you know pivotal in that in that turnaround, especially for the defense. Um, I, I feel like the way Balen Buchanan was playing, you you got to find a way to get him on the field. Um, I, the, especially with the way Pruitt, uh, likes a lot of second, you know, a lot of, uh, defensive backs in the game. I, I think there's a, I don't know if he's a starter, but he gets on the field. I think plenty, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I think Sean Schamberger showed you enough that he is more than capable of holding down that star position. And Bailey McCann has been out for a long time. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, that's, that's tough to come all the way back. And, and just like Jeremy Banks, I mean, he's basically been a whole year without football. That, right, that definitely takes a toll on your development. Now, have they been working out? I'm sure. I'm sure Raylan Buchanan has. Has Jeremy Banks been, you know, yeah, lifting, running, conditioning like he's part of the team? Right, right. That's all I got. Do you have anything else for that? I don't have anything else for fall camp. Um, no, because I'm, I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get into the talks of the season. Yeah, the rumors and. Well, of the of the chances of the season coming back, I guess that's not technically fall camp headlines or anything, but I'm sure we'll get into that later in the episode with uh, sports and college sports returning. Um, I'm ready to go to recruiting, man. Yeah, um, we we have a, a question in the in the chat. Robert Faust said season question mark with fans. Um, okay, we can get well, yeah. Let's get into it now. Let's yeah, let's me. get it. Um, I think you will see a season number one. Um, with fans, I don't know. I, I'm I'm liking. I know we're going to talk about it later, but I'm liking what Iowa did. Iowa I, State, right? Iowa State, yes. Iowa State, yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So, I've heard something similar for Tennessee. I'll tell you that. Um, uh, what I've heard right now is they're looking at the magic number is apparently 36,000 fans. So, how many season tickets do they usually sell? I'll see if I can find it right now. I think if I remember correctly, we hit like our high, like Tennessee's high, a couple years ago, and it was like seventy-eight thousand. Oh God! <laughs> right now, I'm sure. Does that include luxury seats? You know, things like that. The the sweet the sweets. I don't know, yep. and and I don't know what that means for um for the thirty-six thousand. Are they included in that? Will they operate the pre? You know, the the luxury boxes separately from is that thirty-six thousand in the bowl? I don't know. Um, My thing is like, so you've already sold a certain amount of tickets already. If that's not in your 
amount, do you just give them their money back? Like, how does that work? Okay, so this was... Oh, so they sold 62000 last year. Last what, year. What was the, your number? 36. Wow. That, that's the number I heard. Now, obviously, that's not final. That's not official. That's not... That is a number that I've heard has been tossed out. Because Iowa State, they did... It's roughly half... The good news is it's roughly half their right. capacity. Now, like I said, Neyland's 36000 That's obviously about 20000 less than that capacity. I don't know, again, if that includes... That could be 36000 in the bowl... It could be, uh, I don't know, I don't know if that includes media members or staff. Uh, from what I think, from what I gathered, it was 36,000 fans in the stands. Okay. So, but my, I mean, I, you know, my question was, is how do they police restrooms and concession stands? And I don't know. I feel like it's a big mess. I don't know how they're going to go about it. I'm interested to see any plans that have been laid out. Obviously, nothing's been made official. You would have probably heard it. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be a fluid situation that they're talking about daily. Iowa State, I think, has 20,000 season ticket holders, I believe. 22. 22. So, obviously, they don't run into the same issue as Tennessee. Yeah, so they have about 8,000 they need to sell. Uh, If you're a season ticket holder at Tennessee, uh, I'm not a salesman for the university, but uh, if you want to be in the stands, maybe make sure that donation's a a good one this year. Yeah, dang it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know how they'll handle it. I'm curious to see. Um, That's been my question from the get-go. I don't know if after uh, Shiano Sunday, if you want to piss off the common fan. So. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna turn people away, I just assume probably don't let anybody in. Yeah, just that's say it's for safety. Yeah, say it's for safety. And I mean, if you're TV. able to get all the season ticket holders in there, which 62 would, I mean, that's not that's more, a little bit more than half. But if you're getting around that, and a lot of people aren't gonna buy them because of this, right? Um, yeah, I would say it drops this year. I agree. So, I think you can get around half probably with your season ticket holders this year. Mm-hmm. Um, EA Collins said, love the show. Hey, Thanks, thank man. You. We appreciate you listening. Uh, I got a question on YouTube. It's about the 2021 recruiting class. Uh, it's our buddy from Germany. Um, hey. He asked what's going on. I will tell you this. We'll talk about it briefly. But if you want some more in-depth stuff, head on over to YouTube. We've got plenty of videos about all the recruiting that's going on. Um, so, if you want some more in-depth answers, yeah, dude, please listen. We would love that. Um but right now, Tennessee's ranked number two in the 2021 class. Um, gotten a ton of commits since uh, social distancing, quarantine, stu- students left campus. Uh, Tennessee's just figured it out. I think Tennessee has a great formula um, from all the articles written and all that. I think they already had a great formula for – I don't think they were planning for this to happen, but a great formula for recruiting when, you know, that doesn't require in-home visits all the time or – um, getting guys on campus, uh, they just build relationships, um, and that helps recruit their their butt, helps them recruit their butts off, um, and and that carried over into this when nobody could visit. Yep. Uh, so I think they that adapted. Was, yeah, I don't even think they really. I mean, yes, they adapted, but I only think they, from what I've read, they didn't really have to. Like they were already building those relationships, they were already intact, and then they just kind of kept that going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they obviously have adapted better than a lot of people. Yeah. And then the momentum is built when, when these kids start seeing their friends and their teammates. And um, even in high school, if, if you, I mean, you look at these guys talk, even their, the guys they play, they're talking to them too. Uh, and they're wanting to know what they think about the, where they're going to the next level and where they're playing. Because it's not like the NFL. These guys have a choice of where they want to go. Yeah. Or for the most part, a choice of where they want to go. Um, so I think it's just been a big momentum builder. Uh, and it's, you know, it it's a, thanks to guys like Kamar Wilcoxon who, who's tried to – 
get guys in with him. And uh, it's just been a big momentum builder. Um, gotten a lot of a lot of great talent. Still a ways to go if they want to have a top five class come December, February of next year. But it's uh it's been awesome, man. I, yeah, please go check out those videos. Those are great. Uh, it, it's been a fun. It's been a fun time to be a vol even in quarantine. And in Germany. <laughs> and in Germany. <laughs> um. So let, let's get into the targets. Um. So Tennessee is. You know, like, like we said earlier, twenty four. We have twenty four commits right now. That leaves about one one spot. Um, but you're, you're going to make those numbers work. You're, you're going to keep recruiting. Um, you know, one of Robert Nealon's maxims is put on more steam. Yep. Um, just so just keep doing that. Um, Tennessee is in with a bunch of five stars, or not a. I wouldn't say a bunch, but with a couple five stars, um, and, and they're going to recruit them all the way up to signing day. And you know there's going to be some movement in this class, but you 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 don't stop recruiting. Right. Just like if you're winning a football game, you don't stop playing. Right. That's what you don't do. Um. So kind of the five stars they're in with is Marius Mims or Marius Mims, um, the five star offensive tackle. Um. Who's a oh, Tony Grimes, the five star cornerback. Um, Smell Munden, um, the five-star linebacker. So you kind of look at, at what um, positions are of need right now, and I, I think quarterback is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Alante Taylor, Bryce Thompson entering into their junior season, so they could potentially leave after this year. Right. Um, so you want to find some guys that are able to replace them. They want to land a a big five-star corner, um, or, or at least a guy that can come in and play right away. And Tony Grimes is obviously the top of that list. He's a five star. That dude's a freak. Yep. And then so much speed. You have uh, JUCO cornerback Dejon. I think that's how you say it. Dejon Warren. He's the number three JUCO player in the country. You have Tyrion, Tyrion Arnold, um, who's big buddies with Kamar Wilcox. Yep. And you talked about that peer recruiting. That's that's the best mm-hmm. kind of recruiting there is. Um, Demarius McGee, Christian Charles. He's a guy that there's been some. I think VR two had an article about him. Um, is you know he, he's the recruitment's kind of taken off. I think he got a Oklahoma offer recently, um, but played a lot of quarterback and wide receiver in high school. And hey, look at what um Tennessee has at cornerback right now. Alante yep. Taylor was a high school quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bryce Thompson was an athlete. He returned kicks and stuff like that. Um, I think he he might have played quarterback. I don't know that Bryce Thompson. Yeah, not sure. Um. But Pruitt loves those guys that, you know, can play multiple positions um, and then recruit them as DBs, get them over here. And uh, so next I'd probably go offensive line. You have Marius Mims. Um, you have some in-state prospects with Dietrich Pennington, William Parker, um, and then Diego Pounds is an out-of-state recruit um, that they'd like to, to get back on campus when everything opens back up. A defensive line, you go Peyton Page. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, who we saw today dunk a basketball with yeah. ease at 305 pounds. That's insane. I mean, that's like Elijah Griffin. Or, not Elijah Griffin. Elijah, Elijah Simmons. Simmons. Yes. Junkyard dog. I actually meant to mention that during fall camp. Do we see him this year? Like, how much, if we do, how much do we see him this year? Oh, you can't miss him. You're definitely going to see him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, I want to see him get on the field. Uh, he obviously looks like a freak athlete, and he's a big kid. Sorry, yeah. I should say a freak athlete for a big kid. If you can dunk a basketball, period, you're pretty athletic. Um, yeah. If you can dunk a basketball at over 300 pounds, you're very athletic. Absolutely. So, can, I want to see him on the field. Um, then you got outside linebacker. I, I talked about Smell Munden. 
Um, then you have the kid from Jonesboro, David Crockett, Prince Coley. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on the on the David Crockett. Are you kid? I'm all in. Okay. Let's, Any reason or just East Tennessee guy? You, uh, I Jonesboro. I'm just Jonesboro, Tennessee, a four star. <laughs> you don't see that, so you you gotta take advantage on absolutely on, on things like that. Um, and Prince, that's that's a good name. I like that. there you go. I like that name. Um, you have tied in Hudson Wolf. I don't I don't know like what he he's definitely was you know Tennessee's top pick I think at, at tight end. Um, but you have kind of those guys that could fit that mold already in this class you have a lot of them um mm. so i don't know if if that's a one maybe they kind of hold on to if they're able to get them i don't know um then you got some um edge rushers trevally price out of north carolina and then another north carolina um guy is javari ritzy just kind of the the targets <laughs> like you said you only got one spot but you have all right. these targets still well, and we've talked about because you know, everybody's got to mention you're not going to hold on to all these guys yeah we know we know you're not going to hold on to them um again that's why you have targets and if tennessee wants to improve this recruiting class like i mentioned a minute ago which i, I would imagine they would want to um you're going to have to see some guys drop yeah. so uh, i'm not saying all the guys that leave are going to be dropped um but you're gonna you're gonna probably see that yeah Absolutely. And a lot of people were just like, oh, look at all the three stars. I mean, I pointed that 2014 class. Look at all the talent that was on that roster. And there's been some guys that, you know, Derek Barnett was a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. He's had a pretty decent career. Um, Jalen Hurds, you know, he's – I feel like he will have a decent career. But the one of the biggest stars in that class that, you know, is having the best career in the NFL is Emmanuel Mosley right now. Yeah. And he was like, I think the only person behind him in that class was Aaron Medley and he was a kicker. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. So, I mean, don't look too much. I mean, it, it's about development. Um, and I mean, I think we all assume, but Jones was not the greatest at that and his staff, but, uh, I think Jeremy Pruitt kind of seems to be on the opposite spectrum of that. I'm not saying every three star he gets is a diamond in the rough, but I think, uh, I think for the most part you can uh, kind of trust what what he's doing. Yeah. In terms of getting those guys, I think he likes what he sees when he does it. It's not just because he needs a guy. I mean, you you look at Sha Tuttle and and Kyle Phillips, you know how they that last season they were at Tennessee, how good of a season they had, and then they they're undrafted free agents because of their lack of production in college, and they go in and yeah. become big time producers for. Uh, the Jets and the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shot total almost killed Matt Ryan. Did he end Matt Ryan's career? Is Matt Ryan done? I think he, I think you have to ask that. Who they I think it's who in consideration? They, is Jameis with the Falcons? Jameis is with the Saints now. The Saints. That's yeah. right. Did you see? I meant that meant to be my fail. Did you see his latest workout with a baseball? Not yeah. not even a baseball bat. Just like swinging a, a stick, a steel rod. Yeah, somebody was backing like, him. They're like, "Yeah, this is very similar." I'm like, I feel like his trainer similar? was like walking to the field, like we're gonna use this and this today. I just picked it up off the street as he was walking into <laughs> the facility. <laughs> Whoever his trainer is needs to offer a full refund. I would have loved if he like was swinging a crab leg. What's it? How could you? What could you possibly? What What could be more beneficial in that than throwing an actual football? Working on the core, man. It's all about the core. I don't get like swinging a golf club would be probably more. 
I, I don't think any of those. I don't think swinging anything could relate to football. Yeah, I, I'm just talking about <laughs> core wise because like when I swing a baseball bat, I don't get that sore. But when I swing like golf clubs, <laughs> like I feel like I get hit by a truck. Now I'm I'm not good. <laughs> you or, might be doing something wrong. Or or do it enough where. Like I get used to the feeling, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. It sounds like it sounds rough. like you need to see a doctor. <laughs> Probably do. I'm actually going to see one soon. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. It's actually just a dentist appointment. <laughs> it's if you're not a doctor, you're a dentist. <laughs> is that uh the hangover? Yeah. He's like, I, I, let me see those. I'm a doctor. He's like, no, he's not. He's a dentist. <laughs> oh, he's a bartender on a cruise. Uh, <laughs> anything else for recruiting before we move on? Uh, Matt McClellan goes to Texas Tech. Saw so that. Don't mm. have to worry about him destroying us. I wonder how uh, serious those talks were with Tennessee now. You got to wonder. Or is Eve's returning? Was his careless whisper, was he whispering to us and telling us that it's all going to be okay? I'm returning to dunk on some fools. I hope so. That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, Doug's Doug's is six and zero. We mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, if this pisses you off, um, we're gonna talk about it for um six and a half minutes. So just you can turn it off. If you don't like it? Turn us back on. <laughs> um, because we like it. We've had fun. I watched the. I didn't watch the whole Georgia game. I watched the whole Florida game. Um, that was exciting. Drain uh, the swamp, baby. Drain the swamp. I uh I was cheering at my phone. I was crying. I was no, not again. Uh, I've I've had those. Florida feelings before. Um, yeah, Doug's is not a great play caller. Uh, he's wearing out the old HB wheel. Yeah. HB, what is it? Shark wheel. Hey, I mean, if, if it if ain't it, broken, don't fix if it. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Uh, absolutely right. I love that he is reading the maxims at the beginning of the game. Now. I do too. That's that's great. That's I feel way. like we need to shotgun a beer before we leave here tonight. That's why, like, dude, I, I wanted to tailgate so bad when, when y'all got here the other night to we grilled hot dogs. Um, I was like, dude, I need a shotgun of beer. We did shotgun of beer. It was terrible. I like cut my lip. Oh, that's right. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was not good. <laughs> Landon hadn't been practicing enough in the off season. Spring, no spring practice got him really out of whack. And <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. Been a, <laughs> got a little rusty. We we'll got you though. We're gonna get ready for fall camp. Yep, we we'll are ready. We are. Um, um, let, let's talk about the the Florida game. So they're up. We're up by ten. They score. Uh, they get the onside, which is unreal in a video game. Um, also, I don't. It was a, it had to be a glitch. I don't understand how they got it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, then they score again. Um, but hey, great return by JoJo Smalls. Then Burgerton cat cashes it in yep. uh, for the game winning score. <laughs> I love I love the quote. JoJo died for this. Yeah. Oh, that's fan- I love it. I think he said it right as he got hurt against. Um, Florida? Was it Florida? That he, oh yeah, I guess it was Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the kick return. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I guess we played like three games since then, two games since then. I'm confused. Um. Yeah. I, the immediately JoJo died for this. Yep. Um. And, and he had a great performance, like 100 yards receiving, 60 something rushing yards, and then that 108 yard kickoff return. So is it JoJo Smalls and Caleb Presley for Heisman? Like, are they both competing for Heisman right now? It, it's gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah. I love. Like, I I want a JoJo Smalls jersey. I really do. I, I want a Caleb Presley jersey. A lot of people are upset about the number sixteen getting used. Um, I'm not, man. I'm. I'm I think when uh, I think when you have a quarterback that has a chance of winning the Heisman, man, you you put sixteen on him and you 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 ride it out. 
So is Caleb Presley not the uh, the guy that the coach that wore like jerseys on the sideline? He is. So he originally played football at North Carolina. Okay. Um, he realized at one point he wasn't gonna play. Like he was like, I don't have a chance of playing. So he, I was watching his video, his story the other day, uh, or a couple weeks ago. Um, so he decided he wanted to study abroad and was like, I'm gonna miss spring practice because I know I'm not gonna play to study abroad. When he came back, he was like, I want to just have fun. The coach was like, ah, oh, you know, the team likes you. We want you to be around. We're going to give you a position. You're supervisor of morale. So <laughs> that was his position. That was his position. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that was what the coach said, but like he was like, we want you to be around the team and, uh, you know, you'll pretty much be like a graduate assistant. Oh, so deal. he made his own title. Made his own title and he actually claimed an office. He said there was an open office and he just started sitting in it and eventually it became his in the facility. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously, yeah, he wore a jersey for different. Uh, it was NFL jerseys that were North Carolina players. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and that's still um, weird, but cool. And then goes to Barstool at some point, and yeah, uh, I think he's even like the player on the game is from his hometown in North Carolina. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So yes, it, it was that guy. Okay, correct. Cool. That's what yeah. I thought. I was like, dude, there can only be one Caleb Presley. Yeah, like that. yeah. So he's at Barstool now. Okay, he's the guy who did the. Uh, the Ponzi's whatever bowl game. He was the one on the field for that. Oh. That was trying to hand out the trophy. <laughs> I think he's been arrested several times for some really dumb crap. Hmm. Like he got arrested in the Yukon. Uh, was it Yukon? Student section this year? I don't I'm remember who it was. Like... They, they, they do those storm chaser videos oh, okay. and they go and storm oh, the Oh, is court. he one of them? He's, it's him and Roan, I think. I don't okay. remember. Yeah. So. That's cool. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, I, like, how do you claim just an off? Like, how do you get to the point, like, because I've been around college coaches before, and they're just not people that you just, like, overstep boundaries. See, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you have to have the right people. Yeah. Like, there had to be people in the coaching staff that, like, appreciated his humor. And mm-hmm. then with the open office, I'm sure one day they walk by and he's, like, sitting with his feet up or something. They're like, what are you doing? It was doing? probably, a, like, a janitor's closet. Probably. <laughs> he's just like... No, I bet he had the best office in there, but I was, like, overlooking the indoor facility and stuff. And they probably walked by, like, what are you doing? He's like, this is my office. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Su- then, Supervisor morale. Yeah, and then eventually, like, word of mouth spreads, and it's like, have you guys seen Presley's new office? <laughs> How did he get that? Awesome. Yeah. He got the biggest. He had the head coach's office. Yeah, it, but it's like no one wants to tell the head coach that he claimed that. So everybody thinks that somebody just gave it to him, right? But they're like they don't want to like overstep their boundaries, right? Okay, yeah. no, it's it's definitely uh, you got to you got to really con your way into that position. That's good. Uh, it's pretty solid. But JoJo Small, let's talk about JoJo Small because in the swamp, you know that was one of the best performances I've seen in a long it's, time. It's the swamp. best performance ever in the swamp by Tennessee. I mean, player, right? Tra- Travis Stevens was one of them. You got to remember Travis Stevens. <laughs> I don't disagree. That was a good one. Um, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs had a great performance in the Swamp. But John John Kelly. He never won in the Swamp. That's true. John Kelly had a great performance. Never won in the Swamp. So did we need to – did John John Kelly need to get hurt for us to win that game? I think Did we need to sacrifice John Kelly? um, Yes and no. uh, Because that Butch Jones team was not going to beat Florida ever. That's true. Away. True. We got lucky to be him in 16. We should have beat them. Yeah, we should have. It's terrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrible. Um, Toledo, down 17 nothing in the second quarter. I didn't watch that game. Sorry. I, and somebody lit a fire under their ass. I know, man. It was that, uh, wasn't it the uh, fake punt <laughs> that turned yeah. the tables? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Who that's Toledo. Punt? What what computer? What AI is um, <laughs> that's doing Toledo. fake punts? That Toledo coach got fired that day. Oh, he got he got left on the well. It was an away game for Tennessee somehow. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that home and home series. You they know? paid us. Yeah, to come there. Yeah, exactly. You know the uh, you know UCF beat Texas on the game during our Florida game during the Tennessee Florida game. So Texas A and M was like ranked number three. They lost to Texas State. I saw that. That was the, that was the Georgia game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, wild, love um, it. So yeah, we scored fifty one unanswered points. Got that fifty burger. You love, love the fifty burgers. Love it. Um, the Georgias come in. Uh, they came to Knoxville, ranked number twenty one. We we're number twenty four. Jumped out to twenty one six lead, and then Coach Doug's had to go deep. Had to. <laughs> had to. <laughs> Um, but we led the whole time, and then Georgia got a little, a little pissy. I know, about, and, then, and, and then the the end got interesting, man. You hate yeah. it. You don't want that. As a Tennessee fan, you just want to get comfortable and and win and be all right. But uh, it, it but are you ever truly comfortable? No, no. <laughs> I've seen too many. I've seen too many bad things. Yeah. Um. So things. Georgia comes at us. Um. They, they tweet the the picture of them sacking Brian Mauer. It, it Poor Brian Mauer. Can you not catch a break? Like, Jesus Christ. Misspelled, like, mistyped, too, the first time. They had to delete it. Yeah. The original tweet had, was deleted because it said it left out. What, what was the tweet? So, guess we'll just for our 2019 yeah. win. They left out whatever the other. Whatever Somebody they tweeted the, the Kevin Malone off when he, like, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't yeah. like, speak. He speaks like a baby. Right. right. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, so over a video game, you're, you're going to get mad and then tweet something out with terrible grammar um, just to become an even bigger laughing Yeah, why are you mad about a video game? Are. I feel like if you're an opposing team, just stay, like, just let the team that's involved in the video game have fun. Yeah. Like, you just look stupid tweeting about it. Right. So just stay at it. You can't wait till Auburn does it again tonight. It'll be funny. Like, everyone gets mad at Tennessee. They're like, all you have is history. All you have is history. And then we're tweeting about a video game. It's like, and we know, like, I hope everyone's aware that every Tennessee fan realizes how silly this is, but it's fun. We have nothing else to do. It's fun. Yeah. But you all look stupid when it looks like you're trying to take it serious. Yep. <laughs> NHL, man. NHL has a plan to come back before any other pro sports league. Um, I feel like if anybody was going to get it right, NHL did. I feel like they have the best, uh, for the most part, best rules, best refs, best league. I don't know. I feel like NHL uh, gets it right more often than it misses. They don't put up with anything. If if there's if there's beef, they just take off the gloves. There you go. There you go. Uh, there is still some steps to get the NHL back. I don't think they know what cities they're gonna have to. It's two cities now, um, but they don't know which two cities yet. Can't go to Canada. Hopefully, it's just Knoxville. They yeah. just play in the Oscars. Right. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, they, they've improved that facility, but it won't be played in front of fans. And then they're still waiting on the NHL Players Association to. Uh, agree to the terms. I think it's thought that they will, and then they're banking on whatever states they play and allowing pro sports to play. Uh, so there's still some steps to take, but they're ready. The NHL is ready. It's a it'll be a 2014 playoff. Um, Nashville made it right. I think yeah. they're a six seed. They're six seed, and it's like the top four teams play like a round robin from each division. Play like a round robin to seed themselves. I think while the other teams are playing series. Okay. I can't. I, I was reading about it today. It's um, yeah, they, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. I'll watch um, it though. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a big gladly. hockey fan, but right now I'd gladly watch that. Right. right. Um, I, and I think this is a big step for you know other 
league is trying to come back. You know, the NBA, they were right around where they're going to do playoffs, so do they do something like this? Right. Um, MLB hadn't even started yet, so I don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I don't see a world right now, since we're not going to be able to return to play at the earliest July 1st, a world where the MLB comes back. It sucks. Yeah. It really does suck. Well, I guess, because how far could they push it back realistically? I guess if they're playing in one location, they pick a warmer, I guess December, they could go back to December. Yeah, they could do that. So okay. I, I shouldn't say that. I should say I shouldn't say they won't return. I guess we'll see. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be tougher than returning to NHL or MLB or anything like that. Yep. Or not. But I, NBA. I think it it landed in a good spot where they like didn't start everything and have to like disband their whole season from there. Like, right. There, there wasn't anything to be like unfair. <laughs> no one was gonna win the you know win the World Series and now it's yeah right. that's good. Uh. But I, I think that's the one sport that, like, wouldn't be that bad without fans. No, it's pretty much – I mean, they think about how many weekday games they play with hardly any fans anyways. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's my thing. I, I feel like that would be the first thing to come back because yeah. – well, and, and NASCAR's already back. They've already had two races, I think, and they've got another one this week. Um, I think uh, golf returns next week maybe two weeks from now and they're going to slowly like they have a plan to already bring fans back golf does so that you could see that pretty soon they're going to they should be playing pretty soon i wish Um, golf would do more of what they did with yeah i don't don't know how that works i'm not a big golf guy right but i I mean i hope you see guys like phil and tiger who are almost to retirement i hope you see them do like you because you can go on youtube and find channels that do stuff like you watched on sunday um, but it's not as good when it, it, it's, I, I'll, I have a lot of channels I follow and watch, but it's, it's so much better when it's professional golfers who are at the level that Tiger and Phil are at and you get to hear him talk and banter. Um, so I'm hoping maybe we, we see more of that. I think right now Phil is pushing, Phil Mickelson is pushing to do one of those, the matches once, at least once a year. Okay. So that'd be cool. And I, and I'd like to see it with, um, the way, so, I mean, the match with Phil and Tiger was cool. I'd like to see it though, how they did it. One professional golfer and one professional sports player or famous person or whatever um, that's not a professional golfer against a professional golfer and another famous person, whatever yeah. they, if they're a professional sports player or not, whatever. Um, I like the format of that. I think it brought an element. I don't think you're ever going to get uh, uh, quite the matchup you got Sunday where you have two guys who were rivals in the NFL and two guys who are rivals in the PGA. I don't, I don't think that was special. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why, I, who in the NBA could you right now that would, or you know, in the last team that could play golf that would agree to that? Because I feel like Tom and Peyton have a pretty special relationship when it comes to rivalries. They don't have a hatred for each other. Yeah. Which I mean, they don't face off against each other really, so that helps. Yeah, I'm wondering if somebody I, I did see today where somebody was like Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but would they? <laughs> I don't think they'd agree to it. They probably wouldn't. And then there's probably not a PGA golfer that'd be like, yeah, I want to play in that match where they just absolutely berate each other the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was special. It was cool. Uh, I loved it. I love, and we're actually that's going to tie into our jumbotron. Actually, um, I think it's uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it's um, great for the game of golf because I think what a lot of people realize now after watching it is that's what golf really is. It's like, yes, it's about competing and trying to be good at the sport and just like any sport, but 
it's more so about building relationships and friendships and having a good time and cutting up and talking trash and doing all like you can't do that and if, if i go play pickup basketball you're, you're not taught you know in golf we hit a shot and then we walk or drive to our ball and cut up and about the previous shot in basketball you don't have that same i mean yes you have the chance to banter and cut up but it's not the same yeah um in softball if you play adult league softball it's not the same yes mm-hmm. you have that chance to banter and cut up and have a good time but it's it's not the same as golf golf's special in that regard and i think a lot of people who don't play or watch golf kind of found that out on sunday mm-hmm. yeah i enjoyed it I it was a lot it. of fun um college football headlines yeah what so um you know the the iowa state thing was big they're letting um the season ticket holders have a place um and they're also so they're selling i think their stadium holds right at sixty thousand. Um, so they're wanting to get, um, 30,000 people in there for games. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's good that someone like Iowa state, a power five school went public with it. Uh, I think a lot of schools are now looking, if they didn't have a plan in place, they, they've got, they're working on putting a plan in place. And, uh, I guess it's good that someone kind of took the lead on that. Yeah. Hopefully Tennessee's next. Right. Did you see where the Arkansas AD was pretty much like, I don't know his name. He pretty much told the parents, he's like, we expect an athlete to get it on camp like while they're here like that's probably going to happen we're prepared for that somewhat like it's gonna be a fluid situation just know that we're gonna make the best decision so i mean that's good that someone's been realistic about what's gonna happen like an athlete's probably gonna get it it's just the way it goes yeah so it's just gonna be an issue to tackle and if you want to live our you know if we want to live our lives and and be as normal as possible we've got to learn to adapt to the situation the good news is that all the data pointing to uh uh, points to it not being um, percentage-wise shouldn't be too serious for the athlete. But again, you know, every case is different. Then you have to consider all the people who are involved in the program, not just the athlete. Right. Uh, to make the program happen, it takes a lot of people. Um, so you got to decide kind of moving forward the best way to do that. Hopefully no one gets it. That would be the idea. Um, that would be the perfect perfect world. But um, unfortunately, it's not the way it is. So I think, yeah, I, it's good to see that an AD has a, I mean, I'm sure they've addressed it behind closed doors, but he pretty much addressed it publicly. Yeah. That's big. Um, I don't, I guess it, we're still at that phase where no one really knows. No one knows. I think right now, since you've had so many people quarantined for a while, um, it's kind of, uh, unfortunately have seen a large amount of deaths. I'm not gonna, you know, argue what we're doing right or wrong. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is, um, at some point, you have to decide if it's better to be locked inside and the other issues that come with that, or if, um, if we have to learn to adapt with what's going on in the world right now. Yep. So, and, uh, that's a decision that's being made by some. So. Yep. Um, next headline, Oklahoma isn't going back until July 1st. Yeah. So what happened to the voluntary thing that was apparently they were like, they were opening their facilities like June 15th or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm loving it. Hey, <laughs> Don't go back until September. That's oh, yeah. fine with me. I mean, the that's my question. Oklahoma is just fuel like it's fueling me. There's I'm no way, like, dude. We we are gonna beat them if Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma are really this serious about it. They're not playing football this year. There's nothing that's significantly gonna change unless it changes for the worse from here until September. That's true. Yeah, like we're not gonna have a vaccine. There's a great chance that we don't have anything that is a known cure. I just can't imagine things changing drastically for the better 
as of right now, I don't think Oklahoma, if they go behind the beliefs and stuff that they've, you know, that Lincoln Riley said the whole time, I don't think they have a season. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know what would change. I need to find this tweet. It was a tweet I saw that they were coming back like April. Well, if they're so worried about an Oklahoma, um, we're Tiger King and um, (laughs) Joe Exotic. Yeah, they've got Um, more to worry about there. Yes, maybe they can just come to Tennessee. We'll play two home and homes. Or we'll play just a home and another home. Right, right. So, Oklahoma, okay. That's what it was. So, they, yeah, they're open for voluntary football workouts on July 1st. Yeah. What, what's going to change now until July 1st? I have no clue. What are you all doing? Are you, like, how, I want, I want to know how you're getting more prepared in a month then what have you been doing for the last couple months? Sit, just sitting on your ass, hoping, waiting for the fairies to fix everything? Fingers crossed. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't know. And my question is, and this is a question you have to ask, is, you know, because Lincoln Riley's been big on, we're all about protecting our student-athletes. There's a This is the reality of the world, man. This is the reality of the world. You have to ask right now, are there student-athletes... There's student athletes who are in worse situations in their own homes, in their own hometowns, than they would be in Norman, Oklahoma, with you all taking care of them. And are you okay with that? Yep. That's the reality of the world you live in. So it's not as black and white as you would like to make it out to be. Sure. Yeah. So what are you doing to protect those, not just those athletes either. You say you're all about their families too. What are you doing for their families right now? Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think you're just trying to, make a statement uh, on Twitter to seem like this uh, guy who cares about his athletes. What are you really doing to care for your athletes? That's what I want to know. Ooh. Take that, Lincoln Riley. I mean, I, I just... It, play everybody, some freaking defense, too. Play some defense while you're at it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think everybody wants to act like, you know, the big, bad NCAA, which I'm not saying... You know, I, you've heard me criticize the NCAA many times. Um, I don't... But they want to act like the big, bad NCAA is bringing these athletes back. And, yeah, money's involved. But... That's just also the reality of the situation. You also want the athletes to get paid. What if, if they were getting paid, would you be for them coming back? Is it is it all of a sudden better when there's a dollar sign attached to it? Yeah, then you're the exact same as NCAA. You're the NFL. I mean, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know I don't get it. I don't get Lincoln Riley. I think he's a moron. Um, I think uh, if you don't know what you're talking about, if you're not, you should probably just shut up. Um, have you seen what's going on with ASU? I don't know if you have any more college yet, Mons. I don't know. So I don't know exactly what's going on with ASU. I was hoping maybe you had something better. Uh, Sorry. Some sexual Sorry assault. Sorry to disappoint you. It's okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk trash about my new team, but I guess I have to. Um, so I guess the AD had apparently had had some uh, words to say about Phil Fulmer and Tennessee in 2017. Oh, the, Anderson. Huh? Anderson. And then apparently there's some sexual assault. Alle- this is what I don't know. I'm trying to clear up. Apparently mm-hmm. there's some sexual assault allegations now alle- yeah. against him. Yep. And he no longer has a job. Yep. Yeah. When you come with the best, you best not miss. So, Phil Foreman knows where the bodies are buried. Anderson. Hate to, hate to see it. All I'm saying is, I pick a new, I pick a new team, and, and they, they start fixing the problems around the program. I don't know, man. ASU college football national <laughs> champions. I don't know. It would. I mean, I don't know where the national championships at, but if it's in, if it's in Tempe, if it, yeah, then Vols by hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hundred. Hundred percent. That's fantastic. Fan, yeah, don't fan static. Don't come at Phil. What like Phil is like the nicest guy, right? Like he he's somebody that you know you, you talk about guys that just cut up and stuff like that. 
Phil's a golf guy. I don't know if he actually plays golf, but he's he a guy that you'd love to see on the course. He used to be a big golf guy. I don't know if he still is. He's definitely used big. To be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, don't don't come in. No, no, don't do it. Don't you dare. We got any, we got any more fan questions? Uh, make sure you drop them in. I'm watching Twitter, YouTube. Um, any on any on Facebook? Any other ones? Um, so one uh, EA Collins says, "Does Gr- uh, Gray start at running back?" I'd say I, yes. I think so. We kind of talked about it last week when we talked about some projections. Uh, I think with the way the season ended, I think you have to assume he's running back one. Um, yeah, I think he starts, and I think he gets uh, the bulk of the carries for the season. Uh, he just kind of seems to be that that all around back that uh, we kind of need right now. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's just so dynamic and, and gives you so much. Um, and not saying you don't get anything from from Todd Chandler and Tim Jordan. But he's just a different animal than yeah. those guys. You know, like you talk about speed, um, quickness, catching out of the backfield. You know, he can he can do it all. Yep, he um, can. I like Eric Gray a lot. I'm I'm excited to see what he does his sophomore year. Yep, especially since he didn't get like a full freshman year to be the guy. I'm excited to see him kind of be the guy this year. Playmaker, right? Uh, let's jump into segments. Let's go with our jumbotron first. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, I, I told Landon I wanted to do the, um, the people you wanted to golf with, I guess famous people, athletes, uh, whoever it is. Um, we watched the match, and I think that, uh, I think it, like I said, it got a lot of people to be fans of golf. Um, I think it, you know, you, you had some, you, you saw how much fun it can be, especially with guys that are enjoyable, uh, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning uh, and Phil and Tiger, too. Uh, so, I, I'm doing the guys you'd like. I'll start. Peyton Manning is, like, the dream Yep. person to golf with um you know obviously he is a funny dude um he's a good golfer which makes it better i would hate to golf especially if it was like Seriously? someone you like and they were a terrible golfer that would be annoying to do like <laughs> playing with tom brady um if i like tom brady but it was uh i think it'd be a lot of fun to golf with peyton uh it'd be a great day obviously and uh um i mean pat mcafee has a good golf story about peyton Manning, so huh. it's more about pat mcafee but it's funny and peyton's <laughs> involved so we'll call it a good peyton story gotcha um, mine would be Shaq. My first one would be Shaq. Okay. Um, just cause Does he golf. I have no clue. Okay. No clue. I didn't know if you knew if he golf. I just like anything, anything to do with like a celebrity or or an, a former athlete or something like that. I would just love to hang out with Shaq for hours. Right. You want to? Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. I don't sense. know. Like, I don't, probably wouldn't share a cart with him. <laughs> I don't think you could. Share <laughs> I a cart. think he needs his own cart. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you. Uh, I don't think that's uh, possible to share a cart with Shaq. But you could certainly. Uh, you could certainly try. Yeah, certainly try. Um, he's, just one, he's just one of the best personalities in sports. Oh, he's a great personality. Also, kind of gone the same style. Big men. This isn't mine because I do kind of find him annoying. But Charles Barkley is hilarious. Yeah, I, he is. I guess I don't know how funny he is. And then I have seen the videos of them like cutting up and having him and Shaq cutting up and having a good time on TNT. I think it's TNT. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they definitely have some great personalities. Uh, Shaq, obviously, is hilarious. That'd be He's, funny to see them two go at one another. And I'm sure Charles is probably way better than Shaq. Maybe, but he is uh, terrible, too. <laughs> okay. So... I mean, I, I, don't, I just... I can't imagine someone as big as Shaq being able to, like, swing a golf club. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah, no. I... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my next one, going on the last dance, Michael Jordan. Uh, do you know how awesome it would be to take money from Michael Jordan? So I wouldn't want to play until I got really good, but yeah. how much fun it would be to be like, Michael's like, all right, we're, we're playing 50000 for this hole. 
Got yeah. it. And but, then you win the hole. What if you lose the hole? I uh, better have fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to pay him. Because <laughs> apparently this man always pays his debts. So allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> yeah, he wrote that fifty thousand dollar check. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, Michael. I mean, Michael. I guess I'm, you don't have to worry about it bouncing. I don't want to play <laughs> with Michael because I feel like if I made a mistake, he would berate me. Oh, he'd probably punch you like he did yeah. Steve Kerr. But playing playing around with Michael and against Michael, I think, would be a lot of fun. I, he'd be very disappointed when I showed up. He's like, what are we betting today? And I'm like, a dollar a hole? <laughs> yeah, you're you're up there in the front of the plane with um, uh, Steve Kerr and yeah. all of them. He, he does, what he doesn't know is we're gonna, not only going to handicap the scores, we're going to handicap the uh, bet amount, too. So oh, okay. He, he's playing like a grand a hole. I'm playing a dollar a hole. Okay, so yeah. you get a grand if you win. He gets a dollar if exactly. He wins. Okay. Well, that he did sense. say the prideful thing for him is like he just wants to take money from people, like that's his thing. He's like, I want to take money out of your pocket. So maybe he wouldn't care the amount. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, my next one is somebody who does swing a golf club, uh, good, well, um, <laughs> and hard. I don't know if he's any good at golf, but he can hit it a long ways, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Um. Oh, yeah. That'd I be, think yeah. it would just be fun. I think Patrick Mahomes is a, a an okay guy. I don't really know him. Yeah, well, I don't know anything about him, but he seems like... Yeah, he, he seems fine, but I just would love to see how far he can hit a golf ball over and over and over again. I want to see the... I just want to see, like, the... I guess that you'd, you'd want to see the best ML, MLB players that are good at golf. Mm-hmm. I'd want to see how far they could hit the ball. I'm yeah. sure any MLB player, if given the right... You know that enough time could hit the ball plenty far. Is there like, a Mike Trout one somewhere? Yes, video? there is at at a Top Golf. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah, because he he'd probably be the one that in the MLB that could hit it the furthest. Oh, I'm sure. I just want to see. Yeah, they need to they need to figure out a way to kind of line them up and, and get them together and, and see what that. I I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see, third one. I've, I've kind of gone back and forth. I feel like I just need to go with like a golfer. Um, I, this is a combined, do you know who the golf, the, uh, you know, like, have you seen the spring break boys? Justin, it's Jordan Spieth, yep. Justin Thomas, uh, Ricky Fowler and, uh, Smiley Kaufman. Mm-hmm. I want to go play spring break golf with them. Okay. Now, it's a little bit more drinking than golf, but it'd be fun. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> um, Monique's one and he's just kind of like my favorite athlete right now, um, for one of my favorite teams. And that's Christian McCaffrey. I don't know okay. if he'd be any good at golf, but he, he seems to be good at pretty much everything he does. Right. So he'd probably be decent at golf, too. And he's white. That helps. Yeah. So you're naturally got a little bit of golf in you if you're white. I don't know if you yeah. guys knew that fact. He's so. a good looking dude, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's uh, tell us who you'd like to play golf with. I mean, like I said, that's a good thing about golf. You don't have to be great to enjoy your time on the course. Um, if you are competitive, um, you're going to get frustrated. It's just kind of part of the deal. Yeah, so, it sucks. Yeah. It's awful. Not for sure. But if you uh, play golf enough and you play it with fun, you also need to play it with people you enjoy playing it with. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it more enjoyable. It makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I don't know, like softball, I feel like if you play it a couple times, I feel like you get a little better at it each time. Mm-hmm. Golf is not like that. No, no. you got it's, It takes a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. And, and there's so many aspects to it, you wouldn't think so. You think you just like, oh, I got a club, I'll just go hit it. No, you can't do that, apparently. <laughs> it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely uh, definitely uh, a tough game. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Play it with the right people. 
play it the right way, uh, and and it's it's a it's way more enjoyable, I think, than most people give it credit for. So. Yeah, if you start winning bets, I'll come play with you. If I start winning bets, yeah, so you can pay for me to play. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I've won, <laughs> I've won and lost my fair share of bets on the golf course. So. Gotcha. Um, I need to start playing for money more. It makes me play a little better, but oh. not everybody likes to play like that. So, not me. <laughs> uh, stupidity. You like stupidities? Stupidity. Oh yeah. I mean, so Georgia was number one. I feel like that was kind of both of ours. Um, just like your verified account, and you're, you're firing back at a another team so make just sure you dumb, dude. you just spell everything out or make sure you even put a word in there that's that would that would help that yep. would help a lot would help a lot um my next one is andy sellers um he's on wnml um <laughs> and he said i think the whole coach doug's thing is an embarrassment and tennessee fans as well as the university shouldn't promote or encourage it i think that's a dumb take like that yeah. it, it does nothing but help your program it, it's I think we talked about this last week. It was just, it's just more exposure. You know, we're we're one of the hottest teams in college, or probably the hottest team in college football right now with recruiting and really nothing else going on. And then you would just add this. It's just more exposure. You get more of that power T everywhere. I can't. I can tell you right now, it's definitely not embarrassing your program. Yeah, it's not embarrassing. Um, and then one of his coworkers responded that he doesn't want to align himself with Barstool. I would just like to point out that Tennessee has a at least the equal amount of uh, a bad history of women as Barstool. Yeah. And we still support Tennessee, and you still talk and about Tennessee every day. Barstool is a licensed... Uh, yeah, they're a licensed affiliate. They yeah. can sell UT stuff. Um, and, I mean, you can argue about... I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not here to tell you how great and good Barstool is because uh, there's you know plenty. I think that they could probably improve it. I'm not just talking about how they treat women, but, I mean, they... They're they're not this misogynistic company that a lot of people would have you believe they are. Have they treated women poorly? I'm sure they have. Have they treated women great? Yes, they have. But I mean, they, there's definitely. I feel like they also treat men that way too. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't think it's a misogynistic no. thing. Um, as much as they just there are people involved in Barstool and people who uh who are uh, fans of Barstool that can be dicks. And um, just like there are people at WNML and people who are fans of WNML that can be dicks. Yep. Um, careful to uh, people who are involved at UT and are fans of UT who can be dicks. That doesn't make the, that doesn't mean you shouldn't associate yourself with a program because of your percent or someone you cheer for shouldn't be associated with or talk about um, because of your perception of it, especially if that perception just isn't correct. Um, just did not think that was uh, correct or fair, and now he wants to be a fan of the Coach Doug's thing. Yeah, I, I just, <clears throat> I just don't like you're you're the flagship station, right? And uh, like it, it, it seemed like it was just like, oh, I don't like this because they're getting more attention than we. Well, are. that's good, what it looked like to me. The good news is, pretty much seems like him and one other person who has now changed their mind was the only one that didn't like it at the station. Okay, that's so that's good. Seems like everybody else was like, nah, I mean, we could like it. It didn't seem like anybody else cared about it. At all. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't care, that's fine. But don't say it's an embarrassment, right? Because that's not true at all. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I had another. I had one stupidity that was, or a few at least. Janus was one of them. Um, he was wearing his Saints helmet. Did he just go steal that out of the locker room, or did he buy one online? Probably. <laughs> and then he was practicing with his steel pipe. Throwing a football with Still receiver pipe. gloves on. I don't know what he is. Well, that's what they call it nowadays. 
Um, yeah, that's weird. I, I'm just like, at least if you're going to swing it like a bat, get a bat. Right, that too. <laughs> that too. Uh, what about Tom Green tweeting about how Tennessee was going to get beat by Georgia? That's a that's a hot or that, that's a freezing cold take. Well, old takes exposed. Didn't didn't work out for you. No. Um, I think that's that might be all I have. I don't have any more. I did want to share you this. Did you see this guy robbing a store who didn't have arms and he was holding a gun with his feet? Oh man. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Honestly, just give him the shit at that point. You yeah. earned it. Yeah, that's. I, that's not even... Actually, like, the other side of me is kind of like, you know what? Pull that trigger. See if you can. <laughs> Bad. If, if just, I, just test his limits. If you're able to, you you get it. Like, <laughs> you get the body. That's fine. <laughs> oh, That's all I've got for security. I think that's... Yeah, that's all I got, too. Um, did you see where the NCAA has pushed back? Recruiting um, deadlines going a little bit farther. Yep. What's the date? July thirty first. Okay. In July. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You're probably not gonna have visitors on campus right now. Yeah, I think visitors are gonna probably come as like it, it's gonna be. You know, I think it was more prominent where people were taking visit visits in the summer and getting everything kind of done with as their season went on, but it looks like now you're gonna have to um, visit during the fall. Yeah, and that, you know, it's probably a good measure to take if you're trying to get athletes back on campus to probably limit the things you can in today's world with the communication you have. Um, I don't think, you know, making visitors push back. I know summer dates can be important to some athletes, uh, but um, I, I think everything will kind of work itself out after that. Some just schedules will have to change. Uh, I don't think it's anything serious. So, it is what it is. Yep. Um, guys, we appreciate y'all listening. I do want to remind you about Vols Tales with Chris Weathered. Uh, you can watch that on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, there's a link on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Uh, there's a link on Instagram if you're on Instagram. Make sure you check those out. We've got another one coming up this weekend. Uh, like I said, I, we, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy it. If you got anything for us, let us know. Uh, like I said, we'll see if we, we'll, we'll see if we can do it. Yep. I don't know for sure, but we're we're here to bring content to you all. Um, so just tell us what you got. Uh, DM us, message us, whatever. Let us know. Um, if you're on Twitter, tag us. Tell us who you want to be on Volatiles. Tag them. Yeah. We'll get Tag them on them. there. Yeah. We'll so, uh, hop in those DMs. Exactly. Uh, so, so let us know who you guys want to see your favorite vol athletes that you'd want to hear talk on vol tales. Um, that would be great. We appreciate y'all listening. Like, share, retweet, subscribe, follow, do all that. Visit Hound Dogs, Tennessee Tap House. Head on over to Bet Now. Um, uh, any, anything, anything you need, they've got for you. Yep. Um, check out Commercial Bank also. And then we have a winner. So the $25 gift certificate to Hound Dogs, the winner is William Anderson. William Anderson. Nice. Not to be confused with, I think it's Ron Anderson, um, the AD at ASU. Ah, yeah. Wrong man. So, yeah. We're not going to do that to you, Will. Yeah. Um, or Bill. Yeah, or Bill. Um, so go, uh, if you want to cash that in, um, Email Bobby C at volunteerroadshow.com or Billy Ratliff at volunteerroadshow.com within a week to claim your prize. Um, guys, that's all we got. It's been a good show. It has. Appreciate you guys. We're bringing the boat in and we out.